Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Friday. We made it to another weekend in the queue. Hey, Claude, H-Y-D. Hey, Jax. How you doing? Claudia here, live in New York. So excited to be here. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Honestly, I haven't been singing that much in the queue in terms of Zoom, but something about having this microphone like makes me feel like I'm in a studio. 100%. I think that you should continue to sing. I haven't heard anything negative about your singing. Like anytime you do sing, whether it was like that Dear Toaster's Patreon episode, like people really enjoy it. I think everyone's really been enjoying our jingles, our custom jingles for each segment. And I feel like we need to bring more music into the show. I think that's a good note for us. I'm so glad you brought that up because I'm having this moment on TikTok where I found this amazing TikToker who, um, he's like a pianist. He's like a broad, I don't, he's obsessed with Broadway. He's an amazing piano player and singer. And he's been doing these TikTok videos of like famous requested show tunes in different keys. And it's like, I'm very musically talented, but I don't know anything about like music keys or anything. So I just know that like some songs are too high for me and some songs are too low. So learning what my keys are in all these different songs has been so helpful. And I duetted one of his songs. His name is Dewey. And he DM'd me and he was like, loved your video. I used to love the morning breath. And I was like, what? The morning breath, Dewey? That's crazy. And I put in a request. So if you see the wizard and I on Dewey's piano page, like, it's me. He's got the keys, keys, keys. I got the keys, keys, keys. So yeah, um, check out my TikTok. Excellent job. That's awesome. Also, if you're wondering why Claudia and I look like a little extra snatch today, it's because we just recorded a Zoom get ready with us for our Patreon channel where we like w- woke up, rolled out of bed and did what our makeup and what we do to get ready for the toast together. And honestly, it was like a little toast pregame. It's going to be up by the time this episode goes up. And I think it was just what we needed today. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, I would recommend watching the Zoom first and then this episode because it's just right? like so in life. Okay, so I'll post the Patreon. I'll do like a note saying if you should watch this before you watch today's episode because it's like chronological. And if you're not a Patreon member, you can become one and get access to all of our old episodes from the last like two years. So that's like almost 200 episodes. It's uh, $9 a month for, oh, sorry, $8 a month. It's seven ninety nine. For- you keep making it more and more expensive. <laughs> a girl can dream. Um, it's $7.99 a month for five extra episodes, video, audio, sisters, Ben, anything. So um, check it out, patreon.com slash toast. We appreciate the support and we hope you like the content. Yes, we hope that you do. We have a great uh, show for you today. We have some interesting stories. Today's a very big day for music and we will get into that. But before we get into like the lighthearted, fun, 
Kelly's mindless news stuff. There's something that we wanted to discuss on the show because we feel like it is important and it is our job to raise awareness and advocate for what is going on in the world right now in terms of the murder of George Floyd. Yeah, totally. Um, I've, I've just been consumed with this story for the last few days. It's really been weighing heavy on my heart, as I'm sure it is with everyone in the country. So we just wanted to take a minute to let our Black Toasters know, our toasters in Minneapolis, just know that we are here for you. We don't stand for racial inequality especially murder, like this is flat out murder. The police officers involved, not just the sociopath with his knee on a man's neck, but the, the police officers standing around watching, they're all complicit. They all should be held to the highest standard of the law, probably higher because they're police officers. Definitely. And we just would be remiss if we didn't mention it because it's been weighing on us, um, as I'm sure it, I mean, I'm in the season toasters group and I feel like no one can even begin to imagine what it's like to be a black person in America right now, but the season toasters, it's just a window into what it's like. And people just saying things that like, I've never even thought about like someone saying she's just hesitant to go out for a walk where it's like, I've never thought twice about going out and getting some fresh air. And that's my own privilege. And it's just really like eye opening to read the experiences of people who don't look like you. And if you're ignoring the situation or you think that it doesn't apply to you, you are wrong and you are complicit as well. So we just felt like, we 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 don't do serious stuff on this show, but this is something beyond anything right. else. It's not political. Like, this is a human rights issue, and we all need to be there for the Black community, for our seasoned toasters. We see you, we love you, and we are here for you. And if you feel like we do and you want to do your part and help and get justice for George Floyd and have those officers arrested and charged with murder, um, a few places you can go to do that would be justiceforbigfloyd.com or you can text Floyd to 55156 to put pressure on the district attorney, Mike Freeman, to charge and arrest the officers immediately because justice must be served. Yeah, and I'm just thinking of his family, thinking of every person. I mean, I listened last night. Rachel Lindsay launched a new podcast with Ringer called Higher Learning, which I think is like, it's less Bachelor, more intellect. Um, And she had a great co-host. I don't know where he's from, but he's so smart. And they don't really agree on much, which is so interesting. And I listened to the first 25 minutes, which is their segment on George Floyd. And I just feel like, and I sent Rachel Lindsay a message because I just feel like she's one of the most important women in America right now. Like, and you can't help but think like, if there were more representation within Bachelor Nation, there would be 20 Rachel Lindsay's, but there's only one. That's such a good point. And that's what I said to her. I'm like, I'm sure you deal with the most negativity. Like, I can't even imagine what your DMs look like. I just want you to know, like, what you're doing is impacting me. Like, I grew up in a bubble, and you make me see the world outside of my own privilege. And, like, I just, I, I'm sure you don't get any messages like this, but I just want you to know you're making a difference, and please don't let people DMing you negative things stop you, because I'm sure she gets the worst. That's such, that's, that's so true. I feel the exact same way about what she's doing, and it's important for her to know that she's making a difference. Yeah. And to anyone who might have anything negative to say about us talking about this on the show, like while we don't cover serious things and we don't cover politics, this is a not political issue to me. Like this is just straight up murder. Yeah, I would agree. And it felt like I wouldn't feel good about the job that we do here if we don't use our platform to speak on important issues um, Mm -hmm. and let everyone in our community know that we see them and we are here for them and we want to help and we will not stand for this. Yeah, so we just wanted our season toast to know we are here, we support you. Um, 
we see you and we're, we're here for you. And I'm, I'm really ter- terribly sorry that this is happening. Yeah, me too. Wow. Okay. But on a lighter note. On a lighter note, what we do try and do here is cheer people up, get them, you know, just in a lighter mood, thinking about nothing, just laughing, having a good old time. And so that's what we're going to try and do today, even though it feels like the world, even the weather, it's like cloudy. There is a cloud over this country today, um, but we're going to do the best that we can to lift you guys up today. And if that involves me singing, I'll do it. Like, I will do it. I think it might involve you singing. I think it might too. I'm excited because we have um, a fabulous segment uh, of Kelly's Mindless News today. And we're going to recap Real Housewives of New York, which was an amazing episode, but there is so much to unpack on social media afterwards. And I'm all caught up on the drama and I'm here to brief everyone. I took like a big poop this morning and I was watching everyone's Instagram stories and I did my research and I'm here to speak. Okay. Wow. I'm really excited about that. So without further ado, let's get into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And Jax, you know what? I don't have anything to say today, and it's actually really sad. Do you want to know why I don't have anything to say today? I know why, but why don't you let them know why it's sad? Starting today was supposed to be our summer Fridays because Jackie thought, Jackie and I thought we were going to be spending our summer gallivanting around this country like partying and sweating and tanning. We had all these plans for ourselves. Obviously, quarantine got in the way of that, and we have absolutely no plans for the summer. So we were planning on taking every Friday off this summer to do a little summer Friday, and therefore we have no ads on Fridays. So instead of, um, you know, making money and instead of going out and gallivanting around this great nation, we are doing this show with no ads today. Yeah, we had big, big plans for this summer, and a lot of them included you, um, not even Camp Toast, like other things that we were going to do, and it would have involved us, yeah, it would have involved us not being in the office on Fridays, and instead we're here just like not having the ads. (laughs) I forgot that's why we took the uh, summer Fridays. We had a whole thing planned for you guys this summer, and now we're here. I'm so glad. Okay, but the first story is very exciting music news. Lady Gaga releases her new album, Chromatica. The 16-track album marks the singer's return to pop seven years after her third studio album, Art Pop, hit the music world. Okay, this is very exciting. I feel like we've been talking about this story for three months, and to me, it gets no less exciting because the album is here. She just wants the world to dance, and I love this energy that she is putting forth. It's just so crazy to think about because she was one of the first people to delay her album release and we reported it on it months ago, but like kind of before quarantine, but like in the middle of, it was like the very beginning of quarantine. And we thought like when we got the Lady Gaga album, like we would be out and we got the Lady Gaga album and we're in. We're in. Some people are out though. So I'm happy for those who are able to, you know, go on a boat and listen to Chromatica. Um, But for us, I'll be listening to it in but I am excited. Like I, I'm grateful for the new music. Like even when Rain on Me came out last week, and I spoke too soon on the show saying I didn't know how I felt because I, I guess I didn't say much other than I didn't know. But like I now know how I feel about that song, and it, I fucking love it. It gets something going in me, and I don't care what the actual lyrics are. They are to me. I'd rather be drunk, but at least I'm alive because they like, totally that, are. That is a mood. Jackie, they totally are. I'd rather be drunk, but at least I'm alive. Because even if you want to argue that it's I'd rather be dry, whoever is singing it says, I'd rather be dry. Like there's a K in there. Yeah. I'd, it's, they'd rather be drunk. And maybe it was a Freudian slip, but that's how I heard it. 
and the song is amazing. And so far, every single she's put forth is amazing. I have not had time to live with this album yet, but I am so looking forward to spending my weekend with it, giving you a full recap on Monday. But I'm just excited. Um, LG6, we've been waiting for this for a long time, especially since before this we had um, Don't uh, A Star Is Born soundtrack so like that was a right. mood and before that was joanne so we haven't had this like anthemic lady gaga in quite some time you know what you know what the sign of a great artist is or maybe i'm just such a big fan but i really like love every genre she releases like some people only stand like the pop lady gaga but i loved the stripped down star is born joanne eras and i love the pop eras too like she really is so multi-talented like she could fucking remember when she did tony bennett like she could do anything she can do anything she's everything of the sort and um i'm just really i'm more excited about this than maybe i normally would have been but it's just because like things are exciting in quarantine that like when I have so many sensations going on, I'm so distracted in my real life, I might have not noticed. Do you think now that we're now that we're like living in quarantine, it's not like a, a new sensation anymore. We reported a while ago that like um Spotify reported like less data in terms of streaming, but now that like quarantine is so much a part of us, do you think that people releasing albums during quarantine are benefiting from the quarantine or not? Like I think people releasing TV shows are. I think it depends on the album. Okay. Like it depends on the, well, it always depends. Like if it's a good album, it'll do well. But I do think it depends on the mood of the album. Yeah. Like if Louis Capaldi um, came out with an album today, like I think it would be phenomenal. Oh my God. It would be phenomenal. If Casey Musgraves came out with an album, it would be phenomenal. Um, I have like a few of like these sad singers who I've just been really enjoying on the Quarantine's playlist. But like the Sam Hunt came, album came out and I guess he's kind of like a country, like summer vibe singer. But like, I think his album, at least for me, benefited in quarantine because I've listened to 2016 probably 1000 times. Me too, because it's the first song on your Quarantine's playlist, so it always plays first, and that's the only reason. Like, I never would have selected it, but it just always starts the playlist, so I'm just, like, going with it. And, like, Morgan Wallen has been releasing some new songs during quarantine, I've just been soaking them up. I mean, I think the perfect example of a person whose music couldn't have come out at a better time is Brett Eldridge. Like, his album should be called Quarantine Vibes. Like, it's just so mellow, but there's a little, like, jazz in there, so if you're sipping a cocktail on your couch like it really gets the shoulders moving <laughs> yeah it does i love to talk like a radio host from the 50s gets you moving <laughs> i know we should do toast radio of the 50s i'm kidding i'm kidding sure. honestly like um that's really like a patreon joke you know because i feel like not everyone knows the joke um but there's just like a lot of stuff going on with toast radio okay drama. are you ready for our next story Halsey reveals she's studying for the bar exam while social distancing. Halsey revealed, yeah, Halsey revealed on Instagram that she's been studying constitutional law when, while in isola- isolation amid the pandemic. On Instagram, the singer revealed she might be working towards a new career goal when she posted a series of photos from her time spent in isolation amid the novel coronavirus pandemic, including a close-up of a book on Erwin Chermanisky's constitutional law studies. When a follower asked why she was studying constitutional law in the comments section of the photo, she replied, I'm studying for the bar exam. I just love her. She's so cute. She's recently become like one of my favorite human beings. And this is so cute. Like I love her like following in Kim Kardashian's footsteps. And this is great. Like, I don't know. I just I love know. it. I just love her. I just I only have like, positive things to say. 
She's so multi-talented. And the next time she performs on SNL, she's going to be painting, singing, dancing, and like taking accusing, accusing someone. Totally. That was her SNL performance was like crazy. And like, she was, I feel like she for a while, like was struggling to be taken seriously as an artist, like a, as a songwriter. And when she went on SNL, she was like, just trying to prove that. And I totally like empathize, but it was a little bit of a weird performance, but I still liked it. Um, and I just love her. Like, good for her. Keep going, sis. Do what you got to do. Fight them yeah, out. Take I, down the I love this for her. I actually had such a funny idea. Do you remember when like legit two years ago, I was saying I wanted to go to business school? Yeah. So I never like pursued it. I forget what happened. Something just like re- made me realize that I just wouldn't be a good fit. But I still have this GMAT book right here and I never took a test. And I think I should like just take a GMAT test and see where I stand like this weekend. That would just be like hilarious. Yeah. Can you open up the book and just like read me a question? Sure. Oh my God. Should we do a Patreon I'm just episode? <laughs> yes. I'm just curious. Like what do they ask you in business school? Like this how to shake hands? Who, like here's the book. Oh, it's, it's outdated. It's 2019, but this is for people who haven't gone to business school yet. So it's like the questions should be sort of just like, are you business savvy questions, you know? Right. All right. If you're putting a blender. No, no, no. Okay. I don't even understand the question formats. You have to like read some stuff. Wait, hold on. Those like huge test prep books give me like flashbacks to the worst time in my life. Like waking up at 4 a.m. on a Sunday to take the SATs. Like, I, I actually have traumatic, like, flashbacks. Oh, wow. So many of these things are, like, based on you have to read a passage and then answer questions. Oh, my God. And now there's, like, algebra. Maybe I'm just not cut out for business school. No, part of, like, one of the major benefits from graduating from college is that you never have to go back to school. Like, I refuse. Like, people who go to law school, medical school, like, I respect you, but I don't understand you. Like, I hated school so much. I can't imagine choosing to go to an optional school. Like there's all these like Pythagorean Pythagorean theorem. And I just, maybe, maybe I was right the second time, like business school is not for me, but I think maybe it would just be funny to take a pretest and like see where I'm at. Totally. (laughs) She was coughing by the way. Thank you for not doing that into the microphone. Okay. Well, I'm I'm muted queen. Oh, nice. I'm so proud of Halsey. Like, go get that degree. Um, Fabulous. I want fabulous. That is my simple request. All things fabulous. Bigger and better and better. I need something inspiring to help me get along. I need a little fabulous. Is that so wrong? Nice. Okay. Oh, wait. Are we about to get a Cham look? Oh, Sack Chemin. That's a good one. He looks so happy. Last night and the night before, like, he went missing and we were looking for him and he had jumped into the sack to go to sleep. I mean, he just loves a romp in the sack. Who doesn't? (laughs) Okay, this next story is really crazy and I feel like you might have not heard it yet because I didn't hear it until this morning. And um, it's crazy. Duck Dynasty's Phil Robertson had an affair and just discovered he has an adult daughter. Honestly, the Robertson family is, like, so controversial. I know, but this is just, like, something from a movie. The Duck Dynasty family is bigger than they thought. Phil 
Robertson and his children revealed during the Unashamed podcast on Thursday that the family recently discovered the deeply religious patriarch has an adult daughter. During the podcast, Al, his child, explained that he received a letter from a woman named Phyllis who was 45 and claiming to be his sister. Quote, so basically it was from a woman who said that by a DNA search, she thinks that dad might be her dad. Al said, adding that he had dismissed the letters at first because the woman's birthday was after the time Phil had become a Christian in the 70s. Phil has previously admitted to being a philanderer prior to finding Jesus. However, it appears his daughter was conceived just before he devoted himself to the church. Phil married his wife, Kay, known as Miss Kay, in 1966. The pair remain married. Um, this is like major drama in the Christian community. Yeah, major drama. I used to watch Duck Dynasty, like, way before they got famous. I just thought they were so interesting and weird. And then they became this, like, polarizing family. And I honestly can't believe that this happened and, B, that they didn't try and cover it up. Honestly, respect. Yeah. At at this point, like, when she's a 45-year-old woman, like, it's – and she found them probably, like, through 23andMe. It's just, like, interesting. You know, the kind of, like, the scandal of it is, like, taken away when it was 45 years ago. And you're more just like, oh, wow, there's this person on the planet who is, you know, my sibling. Let's talk to them. If, it wow. depends on how you, how you feel about it. But I feel like that's how they feel about it if they're talking about it on a podcast. Yeah. This is just so um, shocking. I, you're right. I did not hear about this. But I'm so glad you brought it up. I don't think we talk about the Robertson family enough on the show. No, I mean, I never watched Duck Dynasty, so who am I to say? But we did have, I think it was maybe Phil or the older one, not Phil, Phil's dad, when we had him on the CMA red carpet. What? Oh my God. No, Jackie, we spoke to Phil. We did? No, we didn't. I think we spoke to... No, Willie is the, like, the, he's not the oldest one, but he's, like, the most famous one. I think he's, like, the thirstiest for fame. He has, he's, like, a little heavier, and he has curly, like, shoulder-length hair. Okay, we spoke to Sadie's grandpa. Sigh. Sigh. Okay. Yes, because we were telling him about. So much alike. Yeah, I, I, we were telling him about Sadie's, I keep kicking the trash can. Brett Eldridge. I need to stop. Brett, and he didn't know about it, but it makes sense. He's just the grandpa. Like, he's not her dad. Oh, my God. Honestly, my memory's so bad. Like, the fact that I don't know that we spoke to a member of the Robertson family is bad. Like, I, that's why we can never get into a fight. Like, we need to be sisters forever because you need to remind me of the life I'm, we live. I'm here to do it. Like, I'm, I'm here. Like, ready, we'll be going. on our deathbed and you'll be like, remember when we spoke <laughs> to Cy Robertson? And I'm like, no, we didn't, Jackie. But we did. We were talking last night and I like told you a memory of maybe something se- someone said or did or you, I forget, but it was just like you had no, like it was news to you. Something like crazy no, that honestly, happened. My life is so exciting <laughs> because <laughs> people like tell me things that happened or that I said or I did and it's brand new news to me. Like I'm genuinely like shocked. Like I've never heard it before. So it's like I get to live my life multiple times. I think that's fabulous. Oh, I remember what it was. Um, what? It was something to do. It was like a business thing about advice that someone gave you two years ago. Someone who should have been giving you good advice gave you like the worst advice. And you were like, it was news to you that someone could give you such terrible advice. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That was funny. Okay. Next up, um, new couple alert. And I need to get your thoughts on it because Nina Dobrev and Sean White have made their Instagram debut with a quarantine haircut. I saw this and they were like, they confirmed their relationship, but I didn't even know there was questions. Like I didn't even know it was a possibility. 
Me neither. And it's like, where's the rumor mill when there's something interesting like this, you know? The rumor mill it's is just, just constantly churning. Like, are Cole, and Lily, are Cole and Lily together? Or are they not together? But like, Nina yeah, Dobrev and the headband. Nina Dobrev and Sean White were maybe dating this whole time. They're quarantining together. And like, no one thought to tell us. Totally. All right. Hit me with the, with the news. The couple made their debut on social media together on Thursday with posts showing the Vampire Diaries actress giving the Olympic gold medalist a haircut. Adding to resume, hairdresser, she wrote in the caption of her photo with white. In the snap, she holds up a pair of scissors. I mean, the things they'll do for word count, just like describing a photo. I can't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, he posted his own photo saying, my hairstylist said he wouldn't, so she did. Um, so it's basically, they just did a haircut. It looks actually pretty good. The duo first sparked dating rumors back in March when they were spotted riding bikes together in Malibu. I guess like maybe we took that day off and we missed it. I don't I guess. know. Okay. I feel so many different ways about this because I'm going to say something crazy. I don't know if this is like a popular opinion or a not popular opinion, but like, I think Nina Dobrev is so annoying. <sighs> okay. I don't really think about Nina Dobrev because all of her things that like made her famous are just things that I don't watch, just right. really Vampire Diaries. But then I see her like on Instagram all the time and I feel like she's a really good friend because she's always like on people's bachelorette parties and like I feel like she has a really good friend of people in Hollywood and that's not something that you see all the time. So I actually think that she's like a real one, but I could see how she comes off as annoying on Instagram, but like I think that her her friendships like speak volumes. That's a good point. Maybe I'm just so like still hung up on that terrible costume she did at the Casamigos party where she was a star is born, like searching for an Oscar. Like that was so not funny. And if you're going to do something like kind of outrageous at a Hollywood costume party and have your costume be about Hollywood, like if you're going to take that risk, it has to nail. It just has to be perfect. And it was far from that. Maybe I'm still upset about that. Yeah. Now that you mention it, like, yes, I have a bad taste in my mouth. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to choose to like push that down, suppress that and focus on the friendships and the fact that like this is a really interesting coupling for her, one that I I am tempted to build a little ship for. Oh, I have absolutely no temptation to do that. Like I'll see where it goes. I have heard that Sean White is like so scary and mean, so like I don't know. You have? Mhm. He just like seems intense, but like I don't know. I I like that she's just like thinking outside the box in terms of people to date. Well, I'm also happy that, like, maybe this will catapult her out of, like, the only Hollywood storyline she's ever had, which is that the guy she was dating from Vampire Diaries, like, ran away with someone else. And, like, she yep. still gets dragged into that drama. Nikki Reed. Yeah, and Ian Summerholder. Yeah, so it's like, they're so in love, they've been married forever, and it's like, he was dating Nina right before he was married to Nikki, and... She's like the Jen Aniston. Like, it's like, it's her whole life. Like, all she does is get dragged back into this love triangle, which I'm sure she doesn't, like, actually care about anymore. So I'm glad that we're talking about her about something else. Like, for that, I'm happy for her. I'm sure this is, like, a huge weight off her shoulders. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm just here for it. It just wasn't what I was expecting this morning. And I love, like, being surprised in, a, in like, a not harmful way. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Fifth and final story, a little not like stuff news. I don't even know what to call it anymore. It's like when it's just like news about stuff. Miscellaneous news. Miscellaneous news. Miscellaneous news. Oh, I like that. Miscellaneous, Miscellaneous news. news. Okay. We need to start recording these. Miscellaneous okay, news. 
I'm going to do a voice note really quickly so that we, we don't have it. Jingle. A little miscellaneous news. I just have the worst yeah. voice. And like when I listen to that back, <laughs> my, my ears are going to bleed. Miscellaneous news. This beautiful, Claudia. This beautiful. Okay. CVS Health te- tests self-driving vehicle prescription delivery. I actually think this is a great idea, which is why I chose it. CVS Health will try delivering prescriptions with self-driving vehicles in a test that begins next month. The drugstore chain said Thursday that it will partner with the Silicon Valley robotics company Neuro to deliver medicines and other products to customers near a Houston area store. A CVS spokesperson said the prescriptions will routinely be delivered within an hour of being ordered. Customers will have to confirm their identity in order to unlock their delivery after the vehicle arrives. Neuro has previously started partnerships to test the delivery of pizzas for Domino's or groceries for Kroger, also in the Houston area. This is the company's first venture into healthcare. To me, this is just the future. I'm reading about the future and I'm here for the future. Yeah. I mean, delivery is everything of the sort, but going and picking up um, prescriptions is notoriously like one of the worst things. It's like going to the DMV. It's never ready. There's always a line. Like it's just a really unpleasant experience. Even when it goes smoothly, there's always something. They can't find your insurance. Like there's just so much drama. And then it's like in the bin for, oh, for Ashley, but she can't find it. Like there's always some drama. No. And like get, I actually have to pick up a prescription for Zach today. And it's just like, a thorn in my side, but also like getting your prescription is usually a days long process because you have to call it in. Then they won't have it ready till tomorrow morning, but turns out they have it ready that night. But like, if you knew that, I guess in quarantine, it's different because like, if you knew you could go that night, like you would have planned to leave the house. Um, so then you go the next day, but then something comes up. So then you go the next day and they keep calling you, leaving messages, your prescription's ready. And you're like, I fucking know. I'm just trying to like find the time to come. And sometimes, like, doctors take a very sweet amount of time to call it in. When it's like you're dying, you just need your antibiotics. And they're just, like, moseying down to the phone. Like, it's on their list of things to do. It's not a priority. And I'm, like, ready to pick it up. And they're like, we didn't get anything yet. It's just so dramatic. Yeah. And there needs to be, like, two types of prescriptions. Like, sometimes I need to call in my headache pills. But, like, I have a few days before I'm going to need them. But sometimes, like, you're sick and you need your medicine, like ASAP, there needs to be like the evergreen prescription and the ASAP prescription, you know? Because they're both the same. There needs to be an urgent line and a not urgent line because I will never forget the last time I had strep throat was probably the worst case of strep throat, probably in the history of medicine. I'm telling you, it was horrible. Literally, I couldn't even get to the doctor for a few days because I couldn't move. I literally thought I was going to die. And at one point I wanted to be dead just so the pain would stop. And I finally get my ass to the doctor and I'm in line at the pharmacy, like holding a few things. Like I bought a heating pad and like a bunch of random shit. And there was such a long line and I'm literally at the back of the line sobbing, screaming, like literally in my head. I'm like, I was miserable. There needs to be. And there was just people there like picking up refills, like not every prescription pickup is like the most urgent thing. There should be an urgent line. Yeah, I agree. I well, what I said. This seems like the future and I'm here for it. And self, I'm also here for self-driving cars because that means one day I could get in the front seat of a car. So very excited about that. Those are the fast five stories that you needed to know this morning. And now I need to hear Kelly's mindless news. I'm so glad you asked, Jackie. In today's segment of Kelly's Mindless Snooze, like the 4th of July. By the way, okay, when you sing it, I don't hear the correlation to shower, but then I had it. It's Kelly, fuck. 
Kelly's mindless news, like the 4th of July, whenever you're around. Yeah, yeah, I got it. So you were wrong is what you're saying. No, it was just like, you were confusing me. But so you get it. So I was right. I'm just double checking. You had a point, but you weren't properly making it. Listen, multiple times a day on the show, I always tell you you're right. Just like, give me this one. Okay. You were right. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> you were right okay. inside. Like, this was up just like. <laughs> In today's segment, Kelly's Mindless News, I don't know how you could go into your weekend without knowing that Kelly Ripa recalled hilarious 7-Up hair mishap before her high school prom. According to E! News, Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest just won Throwback Thursday. The Live with Kelly and Ryan co-hosts are celebrating prom this year with a very special treat. In recent months, many students had had their proms canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic, and now Kelly and Ryan want to make it up to them. And let me just say, they're so grateful. So the co-hosts are throwing live at... Lives at Home Prom. That is a terrible name. Yeah. It's airing tomorrow. Well, today. On Friday's episode, Kelly and Ryan will be joined by Jersey Shore star Pauly D, who will provide the music for the celebration. TikTok star Addison Ray will also join in on, on the fun and share a special dance for the occasion. And the pop band AJR, never heard of them, will perform their new single. And in celebration of the occasion, Kelly and Ryan are also sharing personal stories from their own high school prom. This is Kelly's high school prom memory. <laughs> my memory of my prom, Rye, you will appreciate this. I was setting my hair and I really, really, really wanted curly hair for the prom. It was the 80s after all. So it was like big New Jersey hair. And I was setting my hair with these spongy pink rollers for extra curl. And I was dipping my comb in water because I like to set it at night so that when I woke up in the morning, it was super curly. But it turns out Kelly wasn't dipping her hair in the water. What I didn't realize was I was dipping my comb into a cup of 7-Up. I didn't realize that it was a cup of 7-Up. I thought it was a cup of water. And so when I took my hair out of the pink foamy sponge rollers and went to comb through it, the proof is in the pudding. Listen, I couldn't get a comb through it for days. I'm like, wow. I just want to say, if you sleep with soda in your hair, like, obviously, it's not ideal, but you take a shower and, like, it's fine. It's soda. Yeah, also, it's like, it's, it's good. Your hair doesn't move. Isn't that what you wanted? Right. No, you totally. <laughs> I just, like, I just, I want, the point of Kelly's Mindless News is to just point out the sheer volume of idiotic stories that are written about Kelly Ripa every day. And I guess it's, Maybe I can't blame her. Maybe it's due largely to the fact that she does a show every day and she, like, always is, like, sharing. So when you're a journalist, like, looking for dumb things to write about celebrities, like, it's easy to go to the person who's talking for an hour a day. But no, there are so many people who do daily shows who share, like, tidbits about their life every single day. Like, that's literally the point of, like, these morning shows. I'm not getting, like, Jenna Bush Hager's mindless news. That's true. I'm not getting Hoda Copy's mindless news. Yeah, it's true. Not even getting Ryan Seacrest's mindless news. Yeah, he was like, his prom story was like shoved to the bottom of the article. I didn't even get to it. I wonder what it was. I feel like it was probably like, and by the way, if you're going to give us a prom story, like give us something juicy. What happened at the actual prom? Um, can we talk about Rahoni? Because it was, I have a lot to say. Yes, please. Let's. First of all, I just need to give a shout out to the setting because for me. Oh, that's what being, I was going to say. Being in my cage 
looking out at the beautiful vistas of the Rhode Island cliffs, um, somewhere that I absolutely must go to the Castle Hill Inn. Um, if they would, you know, have us, I would love to be there. Those girls behind the desk seemed like toasters. And if you are, like the way they were like trying to smile and not smile when Dorinda and everyone walked in, um, I just felt like they obviously like are fans of the show and therefore I feel like they're toasters. And um, I would love to be a guest at the Castle Hill Inn. Um, invite me I'll be there um it just looked so beautiful and like there's nowhere else in the world that I would rather be more right now than the Castle Hill Inn yeah it was really like rubbing in my face like a life that I'll never have and that was, was really hard stomach stunning who even knew there were such beautiful coastlines like that on the east coast no it's it was really beautiful and I'll probably take a trip there even I think I would have like been jealous of it even if it wasn't quarantine but obviously quarantine heightened my jealousy but let's get into it because the big story of the episode was Leah and her sister and to me like I totally respected that like if I was in a group of new women and I was like can I bring my sister like obviously that just makes me feel more comfortable like for a million reasons I would have wanted to bring my sister and I I guess it is in the housewife setting like a non-traditional thing to do like it's cast trips so I get why Ramona was hesitant but at the end of the day like it was obviously important enough to Leah to like ask more than once like just let it go yeah and Leah brings a lot to the show already like just being six episodes in and I think that like it's like if Tinsley had asked to bring her sister it would have been a hard no but like when it's Leah it's just different um and I I understood like where the women were coming from because like that is really uncharted territory like this is a cast trip not a sister's trip but like yeah I don't know. It's like, to me, as someone who like, my sister is just like an extension of my body. Like I would be the same way. Like whenever we go on friend trips, I'm like, my sisters are just like invited if they felt like coming, you know? So I'm like, I am, my friend's trips are my sister's trips. Right. So like, I am the Leah in that situation. Like if my friends were planning a trip, like it would be obvious that like maybe my sisters might be coming, but I also understand like how the women were like, wait, what? But but when it comes to, it wasn't that weird. You can continue. It wasn't that weird because honestly, Elise feels like a stranger. So it's like, there's one stranger there already. Like what's two? Right. Agreed. I haven't seen her apartment. Like, I don't know anything about this woman. Uh, why is she the, the last one to be giving relationship advice? Like, tell me something about her. I don't fucking know a thing. Yeah. When she was making Sonia and Ramona laugh in the back of the car, like doing an impersonation of Dorinda, like she thought she was going to be the most famous Bravo person ever. She was going to sell merch. I could see it in her eyes. Like she thought that this was the funniest piece of comedy ever written and she's going to be a star after this. And after tonight's episode, I just hate her so much for so many reasons. The whole episode to me was so hypocritical because of all the franchises in all the cities. Like the Real Houses of New York have been embarrassments in social settings for years and Leah like got way too drunk at a private party like who fucking cares like honestly the way Dorinda acted at that billionaire's house in the Hamptons was so abhorrent the way Dorinda acted at that dinner with Bethany in Miami last season like nobody blinks an eye but it's like Leah gets drunk and like puts her leg in the air at a private party and all of a sudden we're just shocked and embarrassed and clutching our pearls yeah I totally agree when you're in a private setting like you can do whatever you want. Honestly, her drunk antics were a pleasure to watch. Like she was just like uh, hilarious, like having fun, obviously like expending energy and like getting her emotions out. Um, But nothing worse than what any of the women have done. Also, it's so funny how like when she is drunk, like everyone has like a drunk alter ego, but she just goes into like destruction mode, like the flowers, the drapes, like she just claws at everything. And, um, I understand why she, you know, paused on her drinking for a few years, but like the women are, no one 
to even bat an eye. No, it's so hypocritical. And part of me is so torn because last week I sat here and I just really went in on Dorinda because she's such a hypocrite and she really goes for the jugular. But she was being the only one who was being like, not even, she was just being logical. And like, she was really taking Leah aside. And she, even Tinsley, who was her friend, like wasn't really sticking up for her. But Tinsley's just not that type of girl. Dorinda was like really being defensive of Leah. And I was really appreciative of it because these girls are so hypocritical. I saw it a little differently. Um, I thought Tinsley was a good friend because she was not embarrassed by Leah whatsoever. She was having fun with her and she did not like add to the drama at all. I felt like Dorinda was living for what Leah was doing because it's typically Dorinda who's that person. And the more she can like justify and make excuses for Leah's behavior, the more whatever she does seems okay. Also, that's a Dorinda's... Dorinda said the most hypocritical thing I've ever heard when she was like, uh, Dorinda, sorry, Leah is 20 years younger than us. Like we shouldn't be condemning her. We should be lifting her up and guiding her and not being judgmental. Um, take exactly what you said and apply it to Tinsley. Totally. That's I was just like, that's actually a great point. Um, but I was just, I was just glad someone was being outspoken for Leah because like she was just get when she woke up the next morning, like the judgment was Elise is out of control and then bringing up her daughter like well what would you do if your daughter your daughter your daughter your daughter and it didn't it wasn't before she said the daughter thing like four times that leah finally got upset like what an unreasonable and disgusting thing to say and i just dislike elise so much i agree and also i will say for dorinda i was grateful that she was defending leah also because if tinsley's the only one defending leah like tinsley like can barely defend herself and stand on her own two feet like she's no one to be advocating for anybody else. But like Dorinda is a heavy hitter in this group. And like, if Dorinda says you're okay, then Ramona and Sonia will respect that. Also, <coughs> my desk is like so dusty. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I need to wipe it down because <coughs> I have like dust flying. Like my nose has been itching. Like I think it's getting into my mouth right wow. now. Like it's just like this dusty city. I can't. Um, also, I'm loving Luann's positioning on these episodes because she's really like staying above everything, but you can tell that she likes Leah and has like a warm place in her heart for her and is always, and is like going to have her back if push comes to shove. Yeah. Luann has found a way to not be in the nitty gritty, but not be boring, which is very hard to do because if you're not really involved in the drama, like I'm not really interested, but I actually look forward to what Luann has to say. And she's so funny, like in her own weird countess way that, that she, it works for her. It doesn't work for everyone. Yeah, I agree. And like, I mean, she's not really got up from the table and was wanting to tell Leah that her sister couldn't come. And she saw that Leah was like so drunk and emotional. She was like so excited. Like her and Sonia were like, let's go tell her. Like to me, that's evil. Yeah, and also, like, whether, however you feel about Leah's sister coming or not coming, like, whenever Ramona said she can come, like, you just can't go back on that. And even if you regret what you said, like, what's the big deal? If you don't want to talk to this girl, then just don't talk to her. Like, there's plenty of other women there. It doesn't really matter if she comes or not. And, like, totally. I don't get it. So, the social media drama afterwards was between Ramona, Avery, and Leah, Leah was just going in on Ramona last night just for being so hypocritical. Like, honestly, if Leah wasn't, like, drunk and running around, what would the episode have been about? Yeah. 
So Avery was Instagram storying her and her mom on the couch watching. And Avery was like showing the videos of Leah, like on the grass, like with her legs in the air and was like, mom, I cannot believe you're associated with this. This is so embarrassing. Oh my God, mom, you're like the voice of reason, like really being super judgmental and making it seem like Leah's behavior is somehow, you know, a disadvantage. To, no, a disadvantage to the life of a child because we're, uh, Avery's 25, but she's like a kid and kids are supposed to be off limits, but it's like, look, you're embarrassing Ramona's children. What was embarrassing about Leah's behavior? Like she was just like jumping around, laying on the floor. Like it's not, I don't think she was doing anything particularly inappropriate. Like it was a no. lot. It was, it was crazy, but I don't, I mean, and in 25 year old, like I'm sure that you drink as well. Like things get crazy. And if you're just like, clawing at the flowers, like, and like doing somersaults on the floor, I don't get the big deal in the grand scheme of like what you can do when you're drunk. So Leah responded and she's like, Avery's 25. She's not a child. She's fair game. So Ramona, if you really want to go at it, let's fucking go. It was crazy. Oh, that's crazy. It seems like in IRL, Leah and Ramona are just not. Yeah. It maybe gets worse throughout the season because right now in real life, they are not friends. Yeah. I feel that. I mean, like, Ramona's trying to her drinking, like, I'm your mom, I'm your mom. No, you're not. No, you're not. I I agree. It was, it's just like, it's coming from her, it's, no. Sorry, I had to sneeze. Um, agreed. But it was a good episode. It was better than ones that we've seen in the past, and they're still in Newport next week, and there's more drama. Leah said on her Instagram that Ramona shits her pants next week, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Wow, that is exciting. Um, it was a good episode. It was really chaotic. I loved the setting. Maybe, like, I've been hard on the Real Housewives of New York because they're in New York City, and I just, like, don't even want to trigger myself. Uh, yeah, and I'm just like everything that's going on, like that goes on in the city. Like I'm just not interested. But when the minute they left the city, I'm like, ooh, who are these women? Fabulous. They were looking fabulous. Like their fall Newport attire was everything of the sort. Like honestly, Dorinda in that oversized cashmere uh-huh. V-neck sweater with the matching scarf, like that was eleganza, extravaganza. I agree. I thought the same thing about Dorinda's look. It was perfectly situated for the situation. And I, and I also love that like Leah brings a young style to the show. Um, yeah, I loved all of her outfits. I loved her hat. I, I loved everything that she was wearing. I think she looked really great. Um, and I, and I did, Dorinda was actually my, my style icon of the episode. Never thought I'd hear you say that, but I completely concur. That's funny that you noticed that too, that, that, that cream sweater with the white. I love like a winter white on white. I never have done it in my life, but I like when other people do it. Me too. It was great. Um, speaking of TV, the season finale of RuPaul's Drag Race is on tonight, and I will be definitely be discussing on Monday, so make sure to tune in. I was just reminded of that when I started to scream eleganza extravaganza. Um, justice for Gigi Good. I hope that she wins, but I have a feeling she won't. And that's it. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up, sis? No, that's all she wrote. If you want more content this weekend, head over to patreon.com slash the morning toast. We have five episodes up for the month of May, but if you're a new patron, you get access to a whole gamut of them. Um, today's get ready with us was really fun. And yeah, no, I think that is all that she had written. 
Make sure to pre-order my comedy special, please. It's available on iTunes. You can search Disgrace Queen. You could search Claudia Ashray, or you could tap the link in my bio on Instagram. I would really support, appreciate the support. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast Millennial Morning Show, where we go live Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We love you guys so much. Have a great day. Bye.